Hello and welcome to episode 108 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Now, most of you listening probably have a lot on your plate, as in too much to realistically ever get done a lot. So in order to try and make a dent in this mountain of work, you come in early, stay late, take work home, and even maybe work when you shouldn't. Today, I want to go over three reasons you should stay home from work and why. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Okay, so last week was technically when I should have done my next podcast, but last week was also ACPA 23 down in New Orleans. Sure, I might have just recorded it ahead of time, but honestly, I was so swamped pun intended, that I just had to postpone until this week. I was going solo this time because it was registration week at Maryville for Alicia. I felt great on Sunday when I left. I got there in plenty of time to set up my booth, wander the French Quarter, and get a bite of dinner. And I rested up for Monday morning. Perfect. Monday morning started out great. Our booth was in a prime location, If anything, I had the problem of too many people stopping by. And really the only problem there was that it was hard to have that many individual conversations. But a few hours in, my voice started getting raspy. I've definitely overdone it before when I've stacked too many speaking opportunities in a row, so I was slightly concerned about losing my voice. As the day progressed, I also noticed that my sinuses were pretty inflamed and congested. Blurg. I knew my allergies were flaring up, and I was starting to feel not so great. But I did my best to stay hydrated and keep going. After the exhibit hall was done for the day, I did not feel awesome. But I decided that a walk would get things moving. Plus, I needed another tasty Cajun meal. And sure enough, as I walked, I started feeling better. Huzzah! I got lunch, some coffee for my brother-in-law from Louisiana, And I even stopped by one of those foot relaxology places in the hopes that it would help drain my sinuses. But by then, I just felt exhausted. Whatever benefit the walk originally gave me had worn off, and I needed to rest. I went back to the hotel and laid down for a while. But I wanted to make sure that I went to the senior student affairs officer's corporate partner reception that evening. I mean, after all, that's why I was there, to meet folks and spread the word about what we do. I was still tired, and at that point, I just didn't feel great. But I got myself together and walked to the reception. I wasn't worried about being contagious, but I did worry about whether my voice would get through the event. Well, when I got there, it was packed. People were chatting away, and I wasn't sure how I was even going to navigate the room, much less tell people what Strengths University was about. 
I got a few appetizers and stood back to try and make a game plan. I talked to one person, and that zapped what little energy I had left. I realized that staying wasn't going to help me convince anyone to work with us. I decided to duck out and try to rally for Tuesday. The exhibit hall only went till one o'clock, so I figured if I just got a good night rest, I should be able to make it through, and then I could rest until my 7.30 flight home. Okay, before I finish my story, I want to jump into what I want to cover today. I've encountered so many folks who drag themselves into work even when it's probably not a good idea. When I worked on campus, I remember people texting saying they'd be late because they're not feeling well, but they're definitely be coming in because of blank meeting or whatever event that they need to participate in or get finished. I'd run into people in the hallway who clearly needed a break and just weren't themselves, but they felt like they had to come to work. And as a coach, I talk to people all the time who say, I just can't take a day off, or maybe can't even take the weekend off or a vacation because there's just too much work to do. So today, I want to talk about three reasons you should stay home from work. And just to clarify, when I say stay home from work, I do not mean work from home. I mean take the day, or maybe even longer, off from working. Number one, you should stay home if you're sick. Now, one of the nice things about COVID is when you felt sick with COVID-like symptoms, you pretty much had to go home. I mean, I know plenty of people who stayed home and still tried to work, but even if you were working remotely, if it was bad enough, you were forced to take time off. But FYI, you do not need to have COVID-level sickness to take the day off. Just not feeling well is enough. They're called sick days, not trying not to die days. Number two, you should stay home if you need a mental health day. Now, I debated whether or not to combine these under the label of not feeling well, but I decided to separate them. Why? Because even though we higher ed folks are mental health advocates, I've seen way too many people telling themselves that they just need to suck it up and go in when they really need a day off. A mental health day is just as vital as an OMG, I literally feel so terrible from this illness that I cannot work day. I know some of you are in such a bad place mentally or emotionally that you also feel terrible. That is a perfect reason to take the day off. And ideally, before you get to that terrible level. Three, you should stay home if you have PTO or vacation banked up. I know I was guilty of this. HR would have to tell me that I was going to lose vacation days when the new fiscal year rolled over because I just hadn't taken them. And this one isn't just for folks in higher ed. On average, Americans get about 15 days of vacation a year and don't even take them all. Europeans, on the other hand, get an average of 21 days off and absolutely take them all. Those days are part of your benefits package. You're entitled to them. And quite frankly, you need them to be at your best. Now, I know that was a quick list of why you should stay home from work, but I think those are pretty straightforward. What I really want to focus our time on are the reasons why. Like I mentioned earlier, 
I see so many folks coming into work when they're not feeling well, physically or mentally. And I'll add that even if you wouldn't characterize yourself as feeling unwell, that doesn't mean you are well. Well Well-being consists of more than just not being sick. So why is it important that you stay home in these situations? Since I went with one, two, three for the when you should stay home, I guess I'll switch over to the alphabet for the why you should stay home. A, you are not as productive as you think you are when you're not taking care of your body and your mind. Whether you're physically ill, mentally exhausted, or just haven't taken a break for a while, you are not at your best. I talk a lot about energy, so you know you only have a limited supply of energy each day. And stress uses up a ton of your energy. And remember, there are three types of stress, physical, chemical, and emotional. So when I got my concussion, that was physical stress. So are my allergies. COVID or other viruses are chemical stress. Emotional stress is typically what costs us the most energy. When we talk about workplace stress, that's what we're really talking about. The pressure we feel and the stories we have about the situations we navigate on a daily basis that causes us emotional stress. No matter which stresses you're experiencing, they take up a lot of energy. And that's energy that can't be focused on the meeting, project, or people that you think are going to be missing out if you stay home. If you're ill, your body needs energy to fight whatever bug, whatever injury you have. That's why you're so tired when you're sick. Your body is funneling more of your energy into your immune system and to heal. We've talked about the stress response, aka fight, flight, freeze, or appease before. When you're in fight or flight, your energy is diverted away from your brain and gut so you can be ready to run away or fight. That means you make worse decisions, accomplish less, and have less patience with others. None of that equals you doing great work. Now, when you think, no, I need to go in today, no matter how I'm feeling, there's work that must be done, just know that it's not going to be good work. Staying home and resting for a day or so will actually let you accomplish things quicker and better. And if you're sick or injured, trying to divert energy into work activities will most likely end up with your, cover, your recovery time taking longer. In fact, you might even get worse before you get better. All of this equals you ignoring your needs to do things not very well. B, you might spread what you have to others. So if you're sick, this may seem obvious, especially post-COVID. If you have a contagious illness, most of us are pretty good at staying home. It's common courtesy and common sense to avoid spreading a virus to others. But remember, you don't have to take a sick day out of obligation to others. You can take one even if you're not contagious. And it's not just viruses that can be contagious. Your energy, including your emotions, can be contagious. Have you ever been having a great day, or at least a pretty good one, and you walk into a room where the energy is really heavy? Maybe there's a meeting where everyone is anxious and stressed about the budget or a certain situation. Now, all of a sudden, your mood shifts from what a great day to echoing their fears and worries. And there may be certain people and 
that are around you that give you similar reactions. Whenever you talk to them, you can feel your energy draining or changing. That's their energy impacting yours. When you go into work, when your energy isn't where it needs to be, you'll either be more susceptible to other people's moods or you'll negatively impact theirs. And your actions can also be contagious. Now, you probably know it better as role modeling. And if you're a supervisor, this is super important. But even if you're not currently supervising folks, people see what you do when you're not feeling well. I think we all know everyone in this field needs to be more focused on self-care and rest. Each time you don't take the time you need and have earned off, you're reinforcing a culture that focuses on stress, overwork, and pushing through. But by taking care of yourself and allowing you to get the rest and relaxation you deserve, you're helping change the focus of this culture to one of well-being and setting healthy boundaries. C. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list, but the final reason I want to talk about today is that you should stay home from work because this is not all on your shoulders. You are part of an institution. When a student enrolls, they are not making a contract with you personally. It is not your responsibility to do everything within your power to give them everything they need. They have an agreement with the institution, and there are many other departments and people who should be able to step in and offer student support if you are not there. Sure, you may have a certain role or a relationship with specific students, but you taking time off should only postpone when those things happen. And if it's an emergency situation, there should be systems in place that allow flexibility for when folks aren't available. In your department or office, you're not the only person responsible for making things work. And if you are an office of one, then you should have other people in your department or division who have your back. Now, maybe you feel like you not coming in puts more stress on the folks who did come in that day. But that also shouldn't be true, at least not in the long run. Depending on your job, maybe you not being there one day means other folks will have to answer more questions or cover a meeting or an event for you. But there should be some give and take within any office to allow for absences or just adapting to unique situations. After all, say you do go in, but get pulled away into an emergency situation about a student all day. You'd still be leaving your colleagues or team to manage without you. They will be able to handle it. And you will have other opportunities to cover for them when they need time off. Quite frankly, if you feel like or have been outright told that you need to be in the office every day because folks can't survive without you, then you need to change your procedures and systems. If you don't go to a meeting, guess what? They'll have it without you. And if you're the person responsible for leading that meeting, they'll just postpone it. If you can't get there for an event, guess what? Unless you're the keynote speaker, it's going to happen without you. Will it have the same flair or be exactly the same? Maybe not. But that doesn't matter nearly as much as you think it might. I mean, before you worked there, they survived without you. You are not responsible for everything. Okay, let's get back to the end of my ACPA trip. Tuesday morning, I actually felt pretty good. I packed, ate breakfast, got to my booth early, 
and I started my day grateful that my allergies seemed to have calmed down. But pretty quickly, my voice started wavering after just talking to the first few people. I started feeling congested again and felt even worse than Monday. I sat there and I wrote out a script explaining my voice loss so that I could show people when they stopped by. But then strangely, when the next few folks came by, my voice seemed to recover. But I had no idea how it was going to last, how long it was going to last. What didn't change was how terrible I felt and how quickly the energy was draining from me. And then when I thought about having to wait around until 7.30 for my flight, not to mention the two hours to fly home, I had no idea how I was going to make it. I was exhausted, felt like crap, and I could tell that my interactions were becoming more forced and, well, less me. I finally decided that these conversations did not showcase me at my best. And that's who I needed to be to sell what we do. I checked the flight schedule and realized there was a flight at 2.10. Yes, it had a layover, but it would still get me home two hours earlier. Even though I still had two hours left at the exhibit hall, I decided that pushing myself wasn't worth it. I needed to stay home from work, or in this case, go home from work. Trying to push through wouldn't get me the results I wanted. In fact, it might even give people the wrong impression of me and what we do. My worn out, exhausted energy might be interpreted as a lack of passion. My ability to impact and help folks would be less if I stayed and tried to work while I was feeling miserable. So I packed up my stuff and headed to the airport in the hopes I could change my flight. Long story short, too late. I did. I paid $180 to get home two hours early, and it was completely worth it. And for most of you, you don't actually have to pay to take a day off. You get to do it for free. You can do it for free because it's part of your benefits package. Now, when I went through the reasons to stay home and why, there are probably many stories you have about work that were triggered. In other words, your subconscious brain was arguing because somewhere you believe that you need to push through and you need to show up, no matter what the cost. When I was in New Orleans, I ran through some of those stories myself. And you can't leave. ACPA is only once a year and you paid to be here. But those stories made my stress even worse and really kept me from honoring what I needed to do more quickly. Now, I don't have time to dig into all of these stories that folks may have about taking time off here, but I hope I've at least given you some new ways to process your decision about whether or not you should go or stay home when you need it. People need time to rest and do nothing to be at their best. When you push yourself to keep going, whether you have an injury, illness, or are just exhausted, you're not doing anyone any favors. No one wins. You need time off and you deserve time off. It's part of your benefits package for a reason. And if you're pressured into not using those benefits, you need to rethink whether you're in a healthy environment. Your wellness, or lack thereof, is going to be carried with you even when you leave that job. Whether you quit, get a new job, or retire. Ignoring those needs now is going to cost you with your physical health, mental health, and even your relationships. So tap into what you need and take the time you deserve to make sure you're okay. Invest in your wellness. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. 
One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.